And welcome back to another installment of the Uninformed Gamers Podcast. I am one of your hosts, a tier Darkness Tiger, also known as Devin. And joining me is my very favorite brother. Well, not favorite, but one of them. Chris, also known as I Chameleon I. What's going on, Chris? Oh, you know nothing. Just sitting here not being the favorite. <laughs> I'm the only favorite. And <laughs> and our great friend, Mr. Mason, Rad Dreams Review, coming back for another episode. Mason, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, actually. I had uh, a very busy week last week, uh, you know, worked six days in a row. This week I worked five, and then next week I worked six again. So it's going to be a busy time, guys. Uh, Mason is one of the hardest working peoples we know, and he attends every single wedding that he's invited to. <laughs> At least I try to. I try to. Yeah, I have not been to a wedding since I want to say 2018. I know. I do not get invited yeah. to weddings. I don't get invited to anything. It's been a long time for me as well. <laughs> yeah, we don't get invited to anything, but with good reason. Um, let's go ahead and just dive right in, guys. I want to hear what you guys are playing. What's the last weekend video games look like for you? Um, just on arbitrarily choose Mason, what's the last weekend video games look like for you? Uh, honestly, I've been doing the, the, the tried and true, uh, just playing more of Divinity Original Sin 2. I am almost done with the second to the last island i am at the kind of like quote unquote final boss of the nameless isle which is the second to the last island or area before you reach end game content uh so getting very very close to beating it i think it'll take me probably another three to four hours probably to to beat it completely on tactician mode before i decide to restart the game and um, try to beat it again on honor mode because <laughs> I'm crazy. My God, <laughs> I, just, I really like this game, guys. All right. I know I've played it. It's a good game. I love it. It's one never of my beat favorites. it though. So <laughs> one of my favorites. So Mason, um, what is your total hour count currently on on this playthrough? Uh, I would have to look at my PS4 to kind of find that out, but uh, from the Nintendo Switch and on Steam. I've got over 150 hours. Damn. Or I want to say it's actually maybe 200 or more. Jesus Christ. Well, I, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite games. Oh, of course. I of course. like to replay it. So that's why yeah. I, and I like to experiment with the game itself. So that's why like my hour count is so high on it. It's no Jade Empire. Yeah, <laughs> Jane nothing has done will the be exact same nothing thing. will be as good as Jade Empire. That's correct. But other than that, um, the wife and I have been watching Squid Game, and we will be touching on that uh, very shortly today on the podcast. But yeah, uh, other than that, what about you guys? What have you been playing? Chris, take the lead on that one. What's going on in your world? Yeah, yeah, I've uh, played some good games. Um, Currently, like that, I'm actively playing would be Conan Exiles, a little bit of New World, the new MMO, um, and then I just actually finished Psychonauts uh, like a few days ago. It's uh, it very, very good. Nice. The original, the original, not number two. Um, I've never played it before. It was it was awesome. Um, I've got to say, like 
the level design, I swear you have to be on acid to have designed like maps like that, but like it was very well done. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, I've been doing that and uh I actually just recently finished up Squid Game, so well, well, since everyone is talking about it, I have also uh, spent the last week binging a squid game. And as Mason mentioned, we're going to talk about it later on in the podcast. Uh, very entertaining. We have some thoughts. We have discussions ready up. Yeah. Um, but for me, the last week in video games has really been uh, Microsoft Office, uh, not Microsoft Office, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Sorry, still in work mode. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah. And uh, just kind of getting an opportunity to actually start taking off and landing from airports. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm really good at the takeoff. I'm really good at flying. I'm really bad at landing. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. You hate to see it. I hate to see it. Uh, there, was, <laughs> there, was a, there was a great, uh, I was flying from Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm currently based, to Columbus, Ohio, which is about two hour drive south. So about a good 30 minute flight, give or take. And... I'm doing everything correctly. I'm up in the sky. I'm flying. I'm keeping it balanced. I'm staying on track. I'm staying on trail. And I'm like, this is exactly how this game is meant to be played. I'm officially a video game pilot. Only problem was, is I assumed that I was 10 miles away from the objective. So once I saw the 10, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start lowering down from 30,000 feet, by the way. I'm going to start lowering down from 30,000 feet and I will be where I need to be within 10 miles. I'm going to tell you right now, when you are going about 270 miles per hour in an airplane, 10 miles comes up very quick. It's like 10, 9, 8, 7. So I'm 30,000 feet and like I am about to miss my airplane exit. Oh. And so did you crash? No, 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 I didn't crash. I did what a person who drives in Cleveland would do if they're about to miss their exit. I swerved all the way down. I the, literally, you hear the alarms going on the plane. I was like, if this plane had passengers on it, they would sue. I went from 30,000 down to 1,000 in like 10 seconds straight to the ground. <laughs> and at the last second, I saved it, leveled out, uh, wrapped around the airport like three or four times so I could slow myself <laughs> down. And then I finally landed. I landed on the ground, uh, wheels down, landed. Then I realized I actually don't know what I do after I land. So I just landed. Came to a complete stop, paused it, and then quit out the game. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how do I get into the terminal at this point. Well, uh, you got to park it at the terminal, dog. I know, but I didn't know where the terminal was. I didn't know how to park it. I didn't know anything. I was just like, oh, cool. I only knew the – I just knew how to land, and that was it. Um, but I got to go back, and I got to learn a little bit more. Um, I've been working my way through last stop. Hopefully, I'll have last stop completed by the time uh, we're shooting our next episode. And I also, today, I deleted Outriders off of my Xbox. Oh, wow. Yep. And, nice. and it freed up about 80 gigabytes. And um, Ooh, that's actually, a lot of data. Little bit, little bit. And little bit, little Chris, bit. Chris and I were actually talking about this offline, about Outriders. And what the general consensus was, it felt like for, uh, I believe Square Enix uh, developed or produced it, uh, they kind of left the game to be abandoned. Like, really? They, I don't yeah. recall any updates. Once you beat the game, that was literally it. Yes, you can go back with a different build, but I just didn't see the desire in doing so. And I kept it on my Xbox because I assumed that there would be some DLC that they would kind of make it like Destiny, where it would be this next big expansion. Mm -hmm. but, but there wasn't. 
So I had right. so I had this game on my Xbox that just kind of was just I wasn't playing it. I had heard no rumors that there was anything that's going to happen with it, and I just said, you know what? I think that this is where I'm done. So I deleted it on off, and I have absolutely no intentions of ever going back to it. Fair. I mean, I respect that. It, uh, yeah, they kind of abandoned it in a way. Like I don't know, like like after you beat the the campaign, there was like um, there was some more end game stuff. Yeah, but it was too much grinding for me. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just like, well. I haven't heard them say they're doing anything else, so I I deleted it months ago after I finished it. But you are absolutely right. There was an end game plus, but once you yeah. look at it, it's just grinding. And I'm like, I I grinded yeah. throughout this entire game. Yeah, true. <laughs> Why? I got smoked. <laughs> See, <laughs> for a long time. Well, I made the mistake of like leveling up when the game leveled you up, so I got smoked mm-hmm. the entirety of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting rocked for like 70% of that game that I realized, oh, I can just lower the difficulty. And then I yeah. rocked the world. Um, but today on the podcast, we actually have quite a lot of, well, not quite a lot, but we actually have some pretty big stories. Yes, um, I would agree with that for sure. And the first one is going to be what happened with Twitch. Now, Chris and Mason, I, uh, you guys have probably more experience with Twitch than I do. I actually do not stream I'm not good at those sort of things. So I'm going to let you guys take the lead as to what exactly happened with Twitch and if there's any ramifications and what are your guys' thoughts on this? Well, there's definitely a lot of ramifications. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'll I'll start it off, um, nope. Chris, and then if you want to take over about halfway, that works with me. Yeah. All right. So this happened what i believe on wednesday of last week if i'm not mistaken so essentially the uh tldr of this or the like the cliff notes version uh, of what happened with twitch is that they experienced a massive hack uh not quite as massive as the downtime of uh facebook though that also happened mind you <laughs> Um, that costed Facebook roughly $60 million. So there's that. <laughs> but with Twitch, a anonymous hacker posted a 125 gigabyte torrent link containing all of Twitch, which included its source code and uh, its comment history going all the way back from the very beginning. and. This leak also contained streamers' income since 2009, which included how much they made. It included their personal information, etc. And it also uh, suggested that the Amazon-owned platform uh, Steam Rival Vapor might actually exist. So there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so Chris, what, what, uh, what do you got to say about this? Yeah. Um, so there's still like, this is still kind of a developing story. We're not really sure like all of the stuff that was leaked. So like, um, well, like taken with the hack. Um, so like right now, um, man, 
and it's like they you've uh, on 4chan i guess yes um they leaked uh some of the top like most of, like most of the top streamers like uh, actual annual income <laughs> which was pretty interesting um i, so I personally did not take a look it was I I I I looked at the the broader data, not of like what what the top ones make, but like basically, if you're not in the top ten thousand, there's a significant like drop off of how much money you make. Really? And they're like basically, if you're you're not in the top ten thousand, you make uh, usually below minimum wage, <laughs> oof. which which is a big oof. Um, they're. Uh, there's they're saying right now that like um they don't think anyone's like credit card information or okay well that's good because like there was a report that i was reading that said like some people's like personal information got exposed yes i think personal information has been exposed but we're not sure to what um what what uh extent like it's saying like they were saying that there's no indication of login credentials Okay. And that full credit card numbers were not exposed. So maybe That's some good. partials That's good. there. Um, but basically this uh this 4chan um person on the 4chan messaging board released a 125 gigabyte like Ooh. torrent uh, uh, leaking and like it said part one. Like that was the like, yeah. labeled file. So they're assuming um sometime later on there's gonna be a part two with more information in it. So we'll, I guess we'll see soon what the hell <laughs> is happening. Um, supposedly, uh, the hacker was able to get access to the company's servers thanks to like some sort of uh, misconfiguration change. And okay. so that's how it, they got in to begin with. So, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is actually pretty big because Twitch is one of those like like sub subdivision companies because they're owned by amazon mm-hmm. it's just they just make a shit ton of money for amazon so yeah um i i think that there was an actual update to this story and um, from the top ten thousand earners and definitely i will say that this whole thing is scummy scammy and any kind of hack is gross however i will say that there there i, I wouldn't say it's a silver line but it's interesting one of the things that was obviously revealed was what some streamers are making. Obviously, you know, like the top four or five streamers or even the top 10 are all grossing a lot of money. But yeah. out of the top 10,000, 25% are making less than minimum wage. There it is. Okay. Okay. So I missed a little bit piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's some information that's really important to anyone who wants to get into streaming. Um, that even if you're in the top 10,000, the likelihood that you're going to get rich off of this is very low. Mm-hmm. And I hope, yeah. and I, I truly believe that you're going to stream, you should stream for you, do not stream for money because usually it's never there. And yeah, like it's, 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 a, it's a hard business. It, it, really hard. Yeah, as you, you guys can attest, especially even making a profit. But to see that some people are actually making uh, minimum wage even is like, okay, you can theoretically live off it. It wouldn't be a very fun life, but you could live off of it. Um, and I think that with the hack, it definitely revealed that there is money that can be made, but not a whole lot. 
Yeah. I also saw another like interesting stat. So it said that only 3% of Twitch's highest paid streamers are women, which is like a big oof. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> in that's, my opinion. That's kind of surprising in a way too. It it really is because you guys know how these these idiot men are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, we, we know exactly what they're doing on the Twitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> and out of the top 100 paid, uh, only three are women. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, it's a big, that's a very big disparity, honestly. It, it is a big disparity, but it's kind of an expected one because we've seen when it, like any kind of thing that happens, that's like, oh, a woman is going to be featured in this new movie. Oh, uh, a woman video game character is going to be on the cover and how people get upset and angry. This doesn't surprise me that people uh, would be more attracted to watch males than they would be to watch females. It's gross. I don't get the misogyny behind it because as long as someone's entertaining, you're entertaining. But when coming to the uh, revelation of this Twitch hack, one of the interesting things was that a couple years ago, the big, probably a couple months ago, maybe a year ago in totality, there was a big thing about hot tub streamers. Do you guys yes, remember this? Yeah, that was a, a, it was a big like trend of, on uh, Twitch was like hot hot tub YouTubers or hot tub like streamers right. or whatever. Chris, do you recall that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And that whole thing made a lot of uh, people, I won't say which sexual group can, or which gender group considering – you know who it is. Very upset because, oh, they're only getting streams because of their boobs and because they're sitting in hot tubs. Well, if you look at the top 100 streamers, none of that is that. Mm-hmm. Not That's a true. majority of the hot tub streaming does not really bring in any of that kind of money like people were screaming and shouting from the top of their lungs. Exactly. Facts. Do you think that this hack kind of unveiled the undercover t- uh, toxicity behind Twitch and behind the misogyny behind it. Oh, hundred percent. It did. Yeah. Yeah. You for sure. See a bit of it. 100%. Now, do you think that with all this information being currently out there for the world to see and think pieces being wrote about it, do you think that Twitch is going to be making any kind of changes to equal out the playing field? Because seeing that the top 100 uh, or the top 97 are men and the top three are women was kind of, weirdly unbalanced like okay i get people are willing to stream these people these dudes more but i don't see how that's even remotely possible and we're not even talking about people of color either mm-hmm. because then you get into a real mess of disparity do you think that twitch might actually start advertising women and people of color channels more to balance out the scales or do you think it's really not twitch's problem uh i are gonna do anything i i'm gonna play devil's advocate here um and i I think i'm going to agree with chris in saying that twitch isn't really going to do too much about it yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't assume so either because twitch already knew all that i hate to say it but i mean it's just the reality of the situation is i just don't think they're going to do anything no you're absolutely I i agree with both of you i believe that twitch knew all of this information before this leak happened and they did nothing to stop it. The only thing that happened was now it's out there in the public. Mm-hmm. If they're going to do anything, it's going to kind of just be a PR move at this point. But will we see a legitimate change coming from Twitch? Probably not. 
Yeah, I doubt it. I, I very sincerely doubt it. Do you think yeah. with this hack, people are going to start moving away from Twitch to other alternatives? Because I know no. for a short period of time, Microsoft had Mixer and that died. Well, that failed almost <laughs> immediately. <laughs> that, even with yeah. even having Ninja didn't help. Yeah, yeah, and it had some good. It had some good things going on that it was doing, but yeah, it couldn't. It just, it I, just was to market too late. Yeah, Twitch yeah, I, I mean, already owned the market. Honestly, I don't think so. I don't think anything will be able to beat Twitch at this point uh, in terms of like a, a, a streaming service for like gaming. It's just Twitch has too big of a, a leg up on the competition or lack thereof competition is what I should say. So I just, I don't foresee anybody coming along and really dethroning them anytime soon. Right. Now let's go ahead and let's move into our next story. And Mason, I'm going to have you take the lead on this one. Um, yeah. Because this is a story that, you've, um, that you're doing continuous updates and follow-ups. Uh, go ahead and bring us the next part of the story. All right. So we talked about... Um, way back not way way back but how sony purchased uh crunchyroll you guys remember that yep sure did oh yeah big time so there is a new partnership now in the mix of of that as well and it goes by the name of crunchyroll and fuji television which is pretty cool uh, Fuji TV, as you guys know, and as many people should know, they are one of the bigger, um, like kind of media companies in the world. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Crunchyroll and them, in conjunction with Sony, are just going to be under one roof, is going to be astounding. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean. I'm still curious on what the price of this like. Yeah, I, I'm. I was trying to find exactly like how much that they bought them for, or, or had to pay for the this partnership deal, but I, I was unable to really find the actual like pricing information for it. Mm-hmm. But it is really cool because. Uh, it'll air new shows on a uh, late night anime programming block, which is pretty cool. And it's kind of reminiscent of back in the day when like anime would come on the TV on like Adult Swim. Do you guys remember that? What was it? Uh, it was like Adult Swim. Toonami also had yeah, some that it Yeah, Toonami did it. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, um, there is information, however, on how much Sony purchased um, Crunchyroll for, though. How much did that end up costing? Because this is pretty um, astronomical. I did not think it was this much. One point one seven five billion. I could see it. Because of all that content, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, that makes Cr- sense. Crunchyroll has so much content. Yeah, yeah, Crunchyroll is uh, a powerhouse. Oh my gosh! I mean, they're they're definitely number one in like anime streaming. So the the fact that they're they're getting Fuji TV in conjunction with this is is just going to be fantastic. And it's, yeah, it's, a, it's honestly a good move on uh, Crunchyroll's part and Sony's. Yeah. 
I'm still curious what this like <laughs> this uh this Funimation Crunchyroll combination price is gonna be. I like yeah, I, am I am so too, curious. We haven't heard anything. Nothing yet. I I have a feeling it's gonna be um second quarter 2022 is when there's the site's gonna be ready for it. Yeah. And I think they're just gonna push everything into Funimation. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna use a Crunchyroll site. I think they're just gonna shove it in the to Funimation because that's gonna be considered the main house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um and I, I actually do like Funimation's interface better than Crunchyroll's. I think it's just strictly better. Um, but I th- how, but I also think that Verve is also a good interface. I, I like Verve more so than um, Crunchyroll. Although I have yeah. been, I have been enjoying the beta of the new uh, Crunchyroll website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely cleaned up a lot of shit that I personally did not like. Yeah, it was just old and out of date, honestly. So I mean, it's like, definitely it refreshing. Garbage. Yeah, breath of fresh air with the beta for the Crunchyroll site. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, well, we're gonna. I'm just gonna sw- uh, swap topics on you here since we, yeah, we're speaking not- of betas a little bit here. Um, I got the chance to try out the Battlefield uh, 2042 beta. Oh, How is that? very nice, Chris. Your thoughts? So. It's a buggy mess, in my opinion. Oh, no. <laughs> We're sponsored I, by them, Chris. You can't say that. Huh? Not <laughs> It was, dude, it was it was kind of bad. The, the bugs were kind of, uh, it was kind of a bit much. Like, I kid you not, I was, um, what was I doing? I was, I jumped out of a plane. I parachuted down. I hit the ground and fell through the map. And I was stuck under the map. And I saw someone else also stuck under the map <laughs> like if like a few hundred feet away from me i was like what the hell and so like i tried to like i was like i tried to jump back up to see if i could get back up the map couldn't do it that way it was hilarious i just walked and i found like um it was like it like the map just started to push me up as i was walking forward and i found a spot that finally pushed me up out of the map but then i was like i was stuck in like i couldn't like I couldn't run. I could only like like walk in like slow motion, <laughs> dude. It was, it was, it was so weird. And then like I don't know, like they did a terrible job of like explaining their UI. And so like I was like I was trying to figure out like, all right, well like how do I swap this weapon? How do I like because there's classes, but then on top of that you can like swap what guns you start with in the class. And it was interesting. It was so weird how they did it. Um, I think they need to do some bug squashing and figure some things out. But the the, the following through the map one was the like the funniest thing for me. I was like, you got to be kidding me! Like that, I didn't do that anything does special. Sound, that does sound hilarious. That, <laughs> I wish you streamed that because I would play that over and over and over again. <laughs> I was just sitting there with a smile on my face. I was like, I really fell through the map. <laughs> but yeah, um, that only happened I, to me a, like maybe. I think once in a video game where I fell through like the map. Oh yeah. I tried to take advantage of it, see if I could just shoot up at people and see. Yeah, but yeah. It, it felt like it was hitting the terrain, like the ground. So I was like, damn, I don't think it's working. <laughs> if only. 
Um, but I mean, still a cool premise. They just need, I hope that that was a really like old build that they like gave us. Mm. And there's a more polished, refreshed one because even like, even the visuals didn't look very good to be honest with you. Um, but I also, at the same time, like, um, the weekend before that I did play the infinite uh, beta and that one was fantastic. That was clean. It was smooth. Okay. It was so smooth. So if you had to give your, let's give the listeners a little bit of financial advice, Chris, if you had to give your money to one or the other, obviously Halo Infinite, because I believe the Halo Infinite multiplayer is obviously going to be on Game Pass. Um, or It's free to play. It's free to play. As well. But if you only had, if you had only had, if let's say they had cost and you only had to give your money to one or time to one, which one would you give it to? Infinite. Hands down. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, like it. Like, uh, 343 did a good job of making it feel fresh and renewed, mm-hmm. but at the same time playing, like, homage to its roots. And I really commend them for that. It, like, it played so damn well. Like, I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. And, like, me and, like, because I, I was, uh, I was at a little, like, get-together, and I brought my Xbox over because I was like, hey, I got I got access to this Infinite Bay. I was like, oh, yeah, let's try this out because all of them were, uh, Halo guys, I was like, oh, cool, and um, they they all played it. They're like, dude, this is fucking sick. <laughs> it was awesome. just so clean, smooth. Like the guns felt good. Like there were some new guns. I'm like, oh hell yeah, this is sweet. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, again, Halo's multiplayer will be free to play. If you buy the game, you're mainly, I think, just getting the story mode. Actually, mm. I, I don't actually know what else you're getting with that purchase. Um, uh, so, Chris. Do me a favor, since you've played every Halo up until this point, um, what do you think sets apart this Halo Infinite from the previous Halos? Mm, I think the guns have sh- are shooting better than they ever have. Um, I don't know. It's just like you, 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 the movement feels better. Um, at this point, we now have fire, higher frame rates. Like this is this thing's running like really clean. I mean. Like I'm playing on the Series X, but it's gonna, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna have access. You're gonna have access to like so many platforms. There's gonna be people playing on mobile. There's gonna be people playing on PC, uh, which they just recently started doing again. Like, sure, the original Halo was uh, available on PC, but after that, it wasn't available on PC until the Master Chief Collection, and even that didn't come until like two years ago, I believe. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're we're in a good place. You're gonna be able to oh, play yeah, on definitely. all the like the Xbox current gen and the Xbox one. I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be cool, man. Just, it's just a lot of people are going to be able to play it. And then with it being a Microsoft owned studio, you've got game pass. You're, I'm sure you're going to get some perks just by having it that way. Um, and so, yeah, whenever like the, the campaigns, the, the single player campaign is going to come out. Um, and like on release December 8th, but the um, the co-op campaign won't be available until like six months after release. So just keep that in mind. It's what, like what's, three uh, to six months. What's kind of interesting, Chris, is when you were when you were describing the Battlefield beta and saying you know things like unpolished or like it didn't mm-hmm. look good or like it, it kind of looked like a jumbled mess. It, it brought back something that. I saw, um, and I, I completely forgot about it in a 
you know, speaking on what we would talk on on uh, today's podcast, but yeah. with you talking about this, it brought it up. So I'm going to briefly mention it and then we can uh, move on from okay. there. But what I'm referring to as a kind of a unpolished mess is the trailer for the new Dragon Ball <laughs> Super movie. It did look like trash. I don't know what they were releasing, but that wasn't it. I I had to briefly mention it because, like, I I watched uh, the Dragon Ball Super Broly, and there were instances in that film where, you know, some bad CG reared its ugly head, but it wasn't anything that was too distracting, and it wasn't anything that I was just like, oh, fuck this. Like, I can't watch this. But the entire trailer, more or less, for this redundant title of a movie, Dragon Ball Super, Superhero, it looked like something from a fucking video game. Like, it looked like a Cinematech from Dragon Ball Z Kakarot or, like, Xenoverse or or something like that. Like, it just looked terrible. Like, the CG was god-awful. I don't know what they were thinking. They were probably thinking you're going to watch it no matter what we put in this. <laughs> I mean, that's what I think that they were banking on. Either that or they're trying to cater to like a younger audience, perhaps, who doesn't care about animation. I I, I honestly couldn't say. Yeah, I'm not, I, that, that one I'm lost on. I, I don't get it. I don't get why you would release a trailer to not hype your product. You know what I mean? Like, you don't just release a like. Basically, they released like a title screen with a very poorly, like I like Devin made the joke. He was like, "Man, this, this trailer's in like ten frames per second. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it like, looked like real, real trash. It didn't like, <laughs> look good at all. Like, I don't know what what did they go with a new animation studio? Did they try to cut corners or like? I wonder what the process was for Toei in this in this new film because like it's been. I think four or five years since Dragon Ball Super aired and Dragon Ball Super Broly, the movie came out pre-pandemic. I'm trying to remember when exactly it came out. Let's see. Broly came out. When did that come out? Come on. 2019 so it was like right march 2019 it came out in america i think or it looks like or no it was uh, 2018 excuse me mm-hmm. now i will say that since it's just a teaser trailer we don't know if this is exactly what it's yeah going yeah to be like. like i don't think it's going to be the finished product I, absolutely not um, at least i hope no. it's not we hope. Well, maybe sure. the outcry will do enough like remember when the sonic the hedgehog movie was oh yeah out? yeah for maybe, sure. maybe it'll be something like that because <laughs> just from an objective standpoint, it did not look good. Um, there's another trailer that I want to talk about. However, I have not sent you guys the story, but after this podcast, I'm going to send it to you, the story, because I want to talk about it on our next episode. So be sure to tune in for what trailer uh, has the internet currently divided. Now, let's hop into something that has taken the internet, the world, and Netflix by storm. Yes. Let's talk about the most uh, talked about game right now, and that is Squid Game. Yes. This show is Bananas with a capital B. Yes, indeed. 
And for anyone who's started watching, you probably turned it off at the 45 minute mark of the first episode. And that's absolutely fair. The oh, first... yes, because, I mean, some people can't handle the the violence. Well, not even the violence, because the first 45-minute episode, it's just so slow. The first episode of the first 45 and minutes. That's, that's honestly what uh, my wife Jackie didn't like about the show so far, is that it took a while with the exposition and took a while to, like, introduce things. Yes, Absolutely. And my friend, Anthony, he started watching it. He said he turned it off after the first 45 minutes and said, oh, yeah, the show's too so it's slow. It sucks. I don't get the point. And I'm like, well, let me watch it. So I watched the first 45 minutes and I'm like, OK, I'm going to pause right here. This show is very slow. I could see why a person would turn this off, but there's only 15 minutes left. Let me just watch 15 minutes and let me be able to either drop the show or pick up the show. And it's that last 15 minutes that hooks you in. Oh, yeah, 100%. For sure. it, it hooks you line and sinker. So we're obviously not going to do any spoilers because it's people are still watching it. However, in the very first episode, there is a very popular kids game called basically Red Light, Green Light, where uh, you walk, somebody says Red Light, you stop. Now, the premise for a normal kids game is pretty simple. You, green, you walk on green, you stop on red, and that's generally it. If you're found walking on red, you're out of the game. In Squid Game, however, again, this is not a spoiler. This is how the show operates. If you are caught walking when the um, motion sensor detects you, you are killed. Yeah, you're straight up murked. And were you guys expecting this before that scene started? I mean, I saw the trailer. So, yes. I, I was not expecting that. Like that. What were you? What were you expecting, Chris? I had no idea what they were going to do with these people. <laughs> I was like, "All right, well, we're playing red light, green light." <laughs> well, then I was like, "Well, it's a pretty like expensive uh, machine." There, I mean, like that robot that was doing the red light, green light. <laughs> but then, like, then when it started popping, I was like, "Oh, okay." All right, it's this kind of show. That's mm-hmm. good. Let's do this. <laughs> and from- yeah, I mean, because like going when you're watching it and like they first uh, wake up in the game facility, like you can sense something is amiss, but you don't quite know what it is yet. And then that that first like pop when that the guy with the yellow hair when he is the first one out, like people are just like, huh what's that sound? I don't know what that sound is. And then it's then revealed that, holy shit, they're fucking killing people. Yeah. And that's the premise. That's a squid game. That's the reason why this has taken the entire uh, world by storm and it's on the way and it's, and it's on its way to becoming the most watched show on Netflix. Yes. And um, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you to explain exactly which one of the challenges you would do. But is there any challenge in Squid Game that either of you think you could probably complete or be successful at? Red light, green light. I could do it. <laughs> I mean. I, I mean, I think I could do the red light, green light. There's one challenge. This isn't spoiling anything. It's dubbed as the honeycomb challenge. I think I would fucking fail that. Oh, I fail miserably. After seeing what they did, I feel like I would be able to do just fine considering how many things I eat. Um, I think for me, it would probably, um, 
it, it, I would probably most likely do be the most successful in the red light, green light. If I knew what was going to happen uh, before it happened. Like if, yeah, I knew like if, I, if I had prior knowledge to what the games would be, I think I would do okay. But I would do terrible on the <laughs> fifth one. The like the second last one, that one's bullshit. <laughs> the second last one, yeah, especially the twist at the end. Because I'm like, this is not fair. <laughs> that was that was complete and utter bullshit. Was that the mar- <laughs> are you talking about the marble? Yes. Yeah. Well, that was probably the saddest episode, but I won't get oh, it. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. No, no. You're, marble, thinking of, you're thinking of the glass, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's oh, what okay. I'm thinking of. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so okay. Mason's two episodes behind. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. But, but yes, th- that I have told you nothing. Yeah, <laughs> that was that challenge uh, is the worst, in my opinion. Um, Complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> now, um, go, going after watching like the first episode for me, um, it, it really gave off a uh, certain vibe in terms of like what kind of show it would be. It really reminded me of this older 2000 film called Battle Royale. Oh, it's absolutely. It's a Japanese movie. Um, so it is different, but it showcase is very similar of the death battle scenario, you know, except it starred uh, high schoolers or middle schoolers. I, I can't recall which one it was because it's been like 20 years or so since I've actually seen the movie. Um, well, not 20 years, um, not like 18, 19 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anywho, it's been a long time since I've watched it, so I can't recall too much, but essentially it's the same premise where it's a death battle. You know, these people are put into this, um, very high stress situation where, you know, their lives are at, at stake. And that's what kind of squid game reminded me of. So if you have been watching squid game or if you've watched it and you like it, I would highly recommend checking out battle Royale as a, uh, kind of follow-up to that because it's essentially like, um, Hunger Games, except better. Now, I'm going to... Yeah, I, I'm going to ask you both a question, and I'll ask you each the question one at a time, and I'll start with you, Mason. Is this a good show, yes or no? Yes. Fantastic. Okay. I agree. I think it's a phenomenal show. I think it really is a commentary on current social culture. Yes. It, it definitely discusses a lot of issues that we currently face as people. Mm-hmm. Um, I did tell Chris that the show was good all the way until the end where I thought the ending was a bit of a letdown, but uh, Mason, you'll get there shortly. We could talk about it offline, but if you are going to, if you need a show to binge right now and you don't mind reading subtitles, do not watch this when it's uh, dubbed because it's terrible. Yeah. I, I, I watched <laughs> a, a very small portion of the dub and it is fucking terrible. <laughs> it's atrocious. <laughs> Like watch it in Korean and watch it with English subtitles. Watch it in the English subtitles closed caption because here's why I say this. There was a big article and it was a a Korean girl. And she said that if you do not watch the show in the Korean, um, in Korean uh, language, but English closed caption, not just English subtitles, you're actually missing part of the show because there's some words that don't translate just the regular subtitled. And you need it to be closed captioned for you to understand certain things. Hmm. Because um, she said that if you just watch the show with just the normal English subtitles, 
it it actually you it doesn't it's not the same story and some characters are not actually built the way they're supposed to be built if you can actually speak korean the show is phenomenal incredibly well written but if you don't speak korean you're only reading the english subtitles that netflix defaults it's a completely different show and um, one of the examples that she gave was that one of the characters um, says the reason they were not smart is because they didn't they didn't study in school mm-hmm. but in korean it actually is translated to the reason they are not smart is because they could never afford to study in school. They could never afford to go to school. Oh. So it's just those little things. And just imagine those little things building up over through an entire series. Yeah. Yeah. Like little nuances. Yeah. So if you need something to binge, go ahead and binge squid game. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter at our uninformed gamers page. And let's get into our final topic, which was the worst kept secret of the year. And that is the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy has finally been announced by Rockstar. And... Oh, so bit of a, before we get uh, started with that, brief, brief, very brief correction. Yeah. When you watch Squid Game, use English rather than English closed captioning. Okay, so it's backwards, yeah. Yes. All right, thanks, Mason. No problem. Sorry. No, it's all right. That's... A devotion to accuracy department, and this is why I am called the Uninformed Gamer. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Rockstar, what <laughs> Definitely watch the English subtitles, but do your research first before you watch it. That way you can get the full experience. But the most worst-kept secret has been the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy. Um, instead so of, many leaks. There was, there was more leaks in this than the Titanic. And... Instead of Rockstar working on Grand Theft Auto 6, because we can just assume that's dead in the water, they've, they've actually just remastered uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Now, I'm not entirely sure who asked for this. I'm not entirely sure who really wants this. But from the general consensus is that, meh, most people don't really care. Um, Mason, when you saw this was finally being announced by Rockstar, what was your thoughts? So my initial thought was, okay, well, how much is it going to cost? Like, like, uh, <laughs> that was like my first initial thought was like, okay, well, how much is it going to be? And I messaged that to you guys. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm, I am excited for these games to be re-released. I'm a big fan of the GTA franchise, as are you guys, yep. as are a lot of people. So I'm just like, okay, I, I I will get this if the price point is good. And I think I asked you guys like what the most you'd be willing to pay. And I think you guys said like what, $39.99 or something like I actually, that. I actually I mean, said, Chris said $39.99. I said $29.99 considering um, these, uh, you can actually buy the digital versions of these games still online, at least until this week where Microsoft yeah. has taking them off. I said $29.99 because these are games you've already played. You're mm-hmm. re-releasing them in a package. And these are not new games, by the way. These are very no, old. Um, so I said for me, it was $29.99. And Mason, what was your price point? So my price point that I, that I predict, that I predicted was $39.99 and the absolute most that I personally would be willing to pay would be forty nine ninety nine, and but that's the absolute like limit, and that that would be pushing it. Like I would actually have to like think about it. Like, okay, do I really want this for that much? And Chris, what would be the maximum amount you would pay? Was it the thirty nine ninety nine price point for you? Yes, that's true. Now there is rumors 
Okay, there is nothing confirmed. This is nothing more than a rumor, but you're hearing it first, the uninformed gamers, that the rumored price point is actually going to be $70 or more. Yeah, fuck that. No thanks. I was absolutely disgusted when I saw this. I hope it's not true. I really do. Well, the reason that this is a rumor is because one of the, I guess, retail sites had posted it and immediately took it down, but people are always like right there. And the retail price on this website showed, I think it was $70 USD, not including $69.99 USD, not including tax. And I think that that's a slap in the face to everything. Well, this is what Rockstar does at this point, but I am not paying 70 plus dollars for a remaster of games that came out, what, uh, 15 to 20 years ago? Yeah, no, thank you. It's been a long time. And let's be real, like those stories were probably mean nothing to me at this point. So I can feel just fine not playing them again. <laughs> you exactly. don't want to. You don't want to listen to the sounds of Samuel Jackson's voice as Officer Tenpenny. I don't even remember that was a thing. So no, <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember that either. So, wow. Okay, I guess I was just uh, that was a reference for my Grand Theft Auto San Andreas friends. All right, cool. Right, <laughs> but no, I just for me, I, I'm absolutely, I'm automatically out on this. If it's this price point, I'm not interested. Oh, I'm, I'm not immediately out if that's how much it's going to be. And I think that the consumers should also uh, decide this with their wallets. At what point are we going to start pushing back on the $70 price point? Just because the game is quote unquote new, it's not new, it's a remaster, does not mean companies should be charging full price for this. Could you imagine if they charged full price for the Alan Wake remaster, 70 bucks? Well, there would be, no be massive outrage. There would be massive outrage, absolutely. And yet Rockstar can, again, this is rumor, Rockstar can even might even be considering this, and it's just kind of business as usual. I just yeah, they're greedy. They're really greedy. So I could see I could see them asking for it. I just don't know. Like I know people buy anything Grand Theft Auto Five, but I don't know if they're going to be like, well, that's an old game. I don't know if I'm going to buy that. And so I, I I would hope it would bomb. And, I really and, would. And another interesting thing too is like when this was announced, the GTA trilogy. Uh, the top trending topic on like Twitter was GTA six. Yeah. Where's GTA six. <laughs> yeah, like they, They're doing all these re-releases for the previous games. And then they're holding on to five because it's their cash cow. But it's just like five has been out for a long time. And it's just like, where's six. Someone said something that I thought was so awful, but I, actually believed it to be true. They said, we're most likely going to get a Grand Theft Auto 4 remaster before we get a Grand Theft Auto 6. That's terrible. That's terrible. I don't even remember what 4 was, to be real. Nico Belichick. Oh, yeah. I remember remember that. I thought Grand Theft Auto 4 was actually the worst one. It was all right. It wasn't anything crazy, though. It was too grayed out. I really thought it grayed out and it lost its color out for the first week, which is weird because I've never seen a video game do that. Um, at least with Grand Theft Auto Five, it never lost its color. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I will say Grand Theft Auto Five is fun, but it's just like, all right, guys, come on, do something else. Now, one of the things I will say, because we're talking about Grand Theft Auto Five, is that Grand Theft Auto Five has a very active modder community. It does, and huge, huge. 
And with that being said, Grand Theft Auto Five and Squid Game are finally won. I did see this. <laughs> I love Why, did this. Somebody, did, did somebody uh, make a Squid Game mod for GTA? Oh, they made all of the mods from Squid Game. Nice. <laughs> like, GTA. So every single game that's in the show is in GTA? Yes. Yep. Nice. Uh, I don't know about the uh, the, the um, Honeycomb one because that would be kind of hard. But the red light, green light, that's in there with the actual like robot doll. And and then the other ones as well. Yeah, then the other ones without a spoiler. And I think yeah. and I think that that's like, I think that's what Grand Theft Auto is really good at. GTA Five. Oh, yeah, really and that's why um, we talk about Skyrim a lot. Like Skyrim has a huge modding community and that's one of the reasons why that game's very popular too if i could get my hands on a gta 5 where i can play squid game you can guarantee i would do an edible and play it but i can't and i won't because i don't want to download that that is very very fair but i think that that is it for our topics this week do you guys have any other ones you want to talk about while we're all together uh, one quick side note. So, uh, there is a huge game release coming out on the, um, well, the day before we released this episode. So on, uh, October 12th, um, Back, oh, for, yeah, Blood Back for Blood will be released. Oh, snap. We got to play it together, guys. So Chris and I got to play it together. <laughs> and it is, and it is cross play. Yes. Oh, yes, it snap. Is. Oh, so snap. I, I have it for PS4. Hell yeah, brother. No, I can play with you guys. We're going to have to play. Um, Maybe that can be the first thing we stream. Yeah. I mean, I'd be down. Yeah, we could try. I have no idea how to do a a quad, I mean, a triple screen, but yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll look into the reality and we'll come back on the next podcast episode and we will talk about our experience with Bad for Blood. Uh, Maybe one of us can do a review for the listeners. Uh, and if we can stream it, we will let you know on our Twitter page. But yes. with that being said, let's go ahead and do our sign-offs. Again, I am one of your hosts, Darkness Tiger. You can find me controlling the uh, Twitter page at Uninformed Gamers. This week, I tried to sign up for some video game tournaments. Unfortunately, by the time I had gotten into them, the registration was already full. So instead of you seeing me on uh, YouTube or on a streaming service of some sort, you're going to continue seeing me at the top of the leaderboards every chance you get. Chris, go ahead and do your sign-offs for us, brother man. Yeah, I am Chris or Chameleon. Um, I'm most easily findable right now at uh, Twitter at Chameleon Games. K-A-M-E-L-I-O-N games all together. Um, yeah, it's fun. Mason, yours. And I have been Mason, also known as Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review. Uh, you can always check me out on my YouTube channel, Rad Dreams Review, as always. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next podcast. Had a lot of fun today, guys. And we will see y'all next time. All right. Bye. Later. Later.